Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon, recording live, coming at you live from SF, San Francisco, not South Florida, which I nearly didn't make it out of. I swear to God. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be chit-chatting a little bit tonight about... (laughs) What the fuck happened on tour? Thank you, each and every one of you, for coming out and seeing the shows for our first leg of the farewell tour. And I named it the farewell tour because I honestly didn't know whether or not we'd make it out dead or alive. And we made it out alive by the skin of our teeth, by the last hair on my vagina. I'll tell you what. Wow. Wow. Um, Where do I even begin? There's so much to discuss tonight. I have so many personal absolutely nots that I'm ready to just really dive into, but I just first want to start in the positive and say thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart to everybody who came out, bought a VIP meet and greet, bought merch. For those of you who didn't get merch at some of the shows, our merch company fucked everything up and shipped it to all the wrong different cities. So we are going to be putting it online. So stay tuned, my little babies. We're going to make that happen. But first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for coming out and bringing your friends and your family and your moms and your grandmothers. My God, you know, it's weird. You go into these meetings for shit, like going on tour and they're like, what's your demographic? I met so many different, wonderful, amazing people. Yeah. Were there a lot of white Southern women wearing cheetah print for sure. But that was just like so much fun meeting everybody's like fun aunt and grandmas. And they were coming out and they're like, all my, all the ladies in my bridge club, listen to you or all the fabulous men or the husbands who were coming out and being like, dude, I love the podcast. I am so glad that we built a community out of this. And I think it's just the coolest thing in the world that when y'all come to me and you're like, Heather, I've got 20 of my sorority sisters and we all have you in a group text and we share your videos back and forth. This is why I do it. I want to bring people together. I want us to LOL. I want us to giggle. And I'm so grateful for all the support. And, you know, my voice is a little dry, but I just want to thank y'all. Obviously, you know, I'm grateful as fuck, right? I mean, here's the thing. I still get nervous before the shows. And my buddy, Jonathan Van Ness, um, name drop right there. He told me, he's like, Heather, the day that you quit getting nervous is the day you don't give a shit anymore. So apparently I'm still working really hard. Let me get a sip of water real quick. 
Mm. All right. Let me tell you, I don't really consider myself that much of a diva. Like, yeah, I'm a diva in the sense that I like nice things. But we got to San Francisco and I was at my friend Ben and Liza's wedding this weekend and I flew directly from Atlanta. We did our last show on Friday and I flew directly to Napa, went to the wedding and checked into a hotel earlier today. And I was like, you know what? It's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. I, it's not. No, I need a thousand thread count on my sheets. I need a frette Italian sheet. I need a bathrobe. I need a shower with intense water pressure. I need to be in a tower. Do you know what I'm saying? So I took my ass to the Fairmont Hotel, which is uber swanky, and I don't care. And I have no regrets. I don't spend money on designer bags. Well, I, you know, I want to buy Gucci, but my financial advisor, aka the Italian Stallion, told me I have to wait till the checks clear the bank. You know what I mean? Apparently, you have to have money coming in and not just going out. That is what I have learned about math this year. <laughs> I was like, Zaddy, I would really like to buy a nice purse because I never I've never bought myself like a fancy bag. And he was like, you can, Heather, because you're working, but you need to go ahead and wait till the check clears the bank. So your credit card can be paid off. I was like, fine, whatever. Ugh, absolutely not. Zaddy. Anywho, um, what am I even talking about? So I came to a fancy fucking hotel and I feel great. And I took a hot shower and I took myself for a 90 minute massage. And here's the deal, honestly. And I hope my accountant, like my tax attorney hears this. I had to upgrade to the more expensive hotel because the other hotel, while it was still great, it just, um, there was a man who's playing a steel drum by the fisherman's wharf. It was like, you know, like when you get off, um, or like not even when you get off, when you get on a cruise and you haven't left port yet and all you hear is the steel drum to get you jacked to go to Jamaica. That's what I heard outside my window for two hours today. And I tried to record the podcast and I played it back and I was like, all I can hear is this man singing red, red wine. And I was like, I can't, I need to be in a tower. So I came to higher ground and took myself to a fancy fucking hotel and I have no regrets. Work smarter, not harder. You know, I'm here for business. I'm here doing the most. I just posted on Instagram what I'm here for, but I'm just going to tell you guys, y'all, I'm here for Old Navy. I can't tell you what I'm doing, oh, except I'm going to their headquarters tomorrow and I'm going to like meet some people. So, you know what? Dreams come true. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank each and every one of you who showed up on the tour wearing Old Navy and you tagged Old Navy in it because guess what? They're listening and they know that we're out here just real women, real gentlemen, real friends. And we're just trying to live our truth. And not all of us have time or the resources to buy $600 pairs of jeans. Some of us, including myself, are at our emergency weight. So we need options. And damn it, if Old Navy isn't get, giving the people what they want. Where are my cute pajamas from? Old Navy. Where's my amazing activewear from? Old Navy. Who makes the best sports bras on the planet? Old motherfucking Navy. Okay. So that's why I'm in San Francisco and I'm so excited. I'll be here till Thursday. Um, but let's get to the tour, or as I would like to call it, the Oregon Trail. I'll tell you why it's the Oregon Trail. One, Chris and I were literally, um, we packed as much as we could in our wagon, a.k.a. what we could check on a plane or throw into the back of a rental car. And at one point, he and I both had four suitcases each because we had to carry all the lanyards, the like the step and repeat we had in this giant tube box thing. Anything and everything you can imagine, we carried on our own backs. Okay. It was not glamorous. 
I got dysentery. Actually, I had the opposite of dysentery because I've been basically eating chicken tenders from comedy clubs for the last two and a half weeks. I haven't had a solid bowel movement since February, it feels like. And Chris has a thing. Chris, my tour manager and my best friend, has a condition I would like to call cold brew colon. That guy would have three venti cold brews a morning and had to carry around an entire checked bag full of wet wipes. I looked at him many times during this and I said, you're, this is it. On this Oregon Trail, that you're the one who dies first because your asshole is like a faucet. You need to either get a probiotic, take some magnesium, or, or maybe pull back on the cold brew, brah. Absolutely fucking not with that. I mean, I barely have half an ice, regular iced coffee, and I've got the fucking shakes and have shit myself. Chris was out of his goddamn mind. Lord, forgive me for saying so many fucking cold brews. I was worried about his health. He was worried about mine. I mean, I was losing my voice on the tour and my feet fucking ached. But him, he needs to see a gastroenterologist. Y'all know I've been on the road coming off the Oregon Trail, a.k.a. the Farewell Tour, and it has been really difficult for me to keep my energy up, but to not have cold brew colon and drinking so much coffee that I feel like my ass is going to fall out. I found Four Sigmatic, that's right, Four Sigmatic, and I have been obsessed with their Lion's Mane Coffee. It basically helps with productivity, focus, and creativity, and it powers you through the power of adaptogen herbs, a.k.a. mushrooms. doesn't taste like mushrooms. It's made with all organic coffee. But what it does is it enhances what you need going on. Say you're tired. Say you need a little extra boost of vitamins. Adaptogens go into your body, figure out exactly what your body needs, and they adapt to it. I cannot tell you how much I love Four Sigmatic products. Buddhist monks back in the day used mushrooms in general to help with focus during meditation. And and, and mushrooms are are just one of those modern day things that we are using to help heal our bodies and our minds, energize us, but not poison us. Because I'm telling you what, there's a lot of things out on the market that are not good for you. And I cannot speak highly enough about Four Sigmatic. You know, I've been seeing a functional doctor for a while and my doctor loves the idea of adding functional mushrooms to enhance your well-being. Listen, Four Sigmatic makes drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their single serving packets. You know what I do? I get a little hot water. I pour in one of the, the, like the lion's mane coffee, for example, which helps stimulate your productivity and focus and creativity. It also balances stimulation. So it's like getting the coffee jump without the jitters. Put that in a little hot water, stir it up, add a little cream. You're good to go. I cannot tell you how much I love Four Sigmatic. If you want to test out the products and get 15% off, go to four F-O-U-R Sigmatic.com backslash absolutely not. That's right. Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R Sigmatic.com backslash absolutely not to try any of their products for 15% off. They've got matcha. They've got uh, turmeric tea, anything you can imagine. They have it. And I promise you it's a healthier lifestyle. And you're going to thank me later. Check them out at foursigmatic.com backslash absolutely not. Now back to the podcast. Anywho, speaking of loose bowels, um, and absolutely not from the tour, y'all, I talked about it on stage in all the other cities, but a woman just, she just upped and shit herself in Tampa. And I'll tell you what, Tampa was wild. We did two shows. We had a seven o'clock and a 10 o'clock. 
seven o'clock was amazing. I got off stage and I actually cried. I was like, this kind of audience is the reason why I love doing what I do. And I had fun in every city. Don't get me wrong. But Tampa, that seven o'clock show was amazing. Then I knew going into the 10 o'clock show, they'd be wasted. And this is a bigger conversation we're going to have this evening. But I knew they'd be wasted, but it was the 10 o'clock show that a woman just shit her pants, left them in the bathroom for many other people to find. I don't care who it is. We've all been there. I shit myself once at Costco because I didn't realize bulletproof coffee was literally a bullet running through you. Nobody warned me about that MCT oil. But my question was, since the woman left her jeans and her underwear, what did she walk out of the venue in? Because it's Tampa. You know what I mean? It was hot. Most people were just wearing like little, you know, dresses or cute tops with their jeans. Nobody was wearing a full trench coat. I will tell you, most of the women in Tampa had full Gucci, full Chanel bags that could be the size of a a queen size bed. So maybe she picked up her giant designer bag and put it in front of her pussy and walked out. I don't know. Also in Tampa, a woman threw up on herself in the front row, threw up all over herself in front of her fiance. And I went up to her, not knowing that she had just thrown up on herself to do a little crowd work because I thought she was just like being funny. And I went up to her and then I realized she had vomited all over herself. Hey, hey, Tampa, absolutely not on that one. Pooping yourself, puking. And then it kind of got to me when we got to Charleston you know, everybody in Charleston was talking so much shit about Florida. And then Charleston, people were just getting arrested outside the show. They were so fucked up. I will tell you this. I had to do a PSA after the Charleston show. And this is my first absolutely not. I have so many absolute yeses from the tour. But it was really, really interesting performing, going from a comedy club theater type space in Tampa and then performing in Charleston in this huge thousand person theater that we sold out. Side note, sold it out one minute behind Dave Chappelle. It had not been sold out in seven years and your girl did it a minute behind Dave Chappelle, which was amazing. And the venue was gorgeous, but it was like, I think everybody in Charleston really talked shit about Florida. And then I got to Charleston and I was like, listen, people in Charleston are getting just as fucked up as the people in Florida. They just wear white debutante gloves when they drink their white claw. So let's call a spade a spade. Okay. I had never kicked anybody out of the shows, but security just started kicking women out of the shows in Charleston because they were just screaming like two women in the front row got in a fight with each other. A woman in like the third row was so drunk. She took a bottle of wine and just poured it over her head. Yes, you heard me right. She just poured it over her head. Security went up to her and they're like, hey, ma'am, we need you just to settle down. And um, she had two bottles of wine. And then she was like, you can't tell me what the fuck to do. And then just took the third bottle, pulled it out of her purse and poured it on her head. So that's what I was dealing with. Um, And I gave a PSA on Instagram because here's the thing. My biggest absolutely not from this tour was it was really alarming to see how fucked up people were getting. And I want people to come out and I want them to have a good time. And I want you to have some cocktails and loosen up and and giggle. But I, I really got kind of panicky in the sense I was like, fuck, am I giving off the vibe that everybody should just constantly get fucked up as possible? Like to me, I don't think that's on brand for me. I don't even black out because, you know, I have to drink so much, it's like putting down a fucking horse. I just have the highest tolerance ever. But I realize, like, yes, 
people were coming to the show, but I think sometimes some of these women forgot that like, I'm a professional comedian and I've been doing this for years. And the fact that you know me from the internet does not mean any different that I don't do a 90 to 90 minute to two hour show. So people kept coming out to the shows and just like screaming things. It was weird. It was like positive heckling. Like they would just yell Italian stallion and Karen and Robin and all those things. And I work with that. But then when women would just literally sit on the front row and try to have a full blown conversation with me, so wasted that they'd like kick over their white claw cans and then they get in a fight with their next door neighbor, Cheryl, who's sitting next to them. I was like, this is crazy. This is like literally absolutely batshit fucking crazy. So if you got escorted out of one of the Charleston show, it was not me. It was simply security was like, we can't handle this. Another woman vomited on herself in Charleston. And I got so many DMs of people in Charleston being like, the show is so incredible. We had such a great time. We're so sorry for the, like the handful of like 30 women who were like literally taking their tops off and shitting themselves. But thank you for coming out. But just remember, I don't want to worry about your safety after the show. I'm here to entertain you. You've paid good money. I'm here to make you laugh and have a good time. I want you to come full throttle. I want you dressed up as Brenda Carlisle. I want you dressed up in Cheetah to live your fucking truth. We are in this together. But I do a lot of crowd work. And it's really hard to do my job when you have just vomited on yourself. And then it makes me concerned. I want to know, how are you getting home? Do you have a buddy? Do you have a safe word? You know what I mean? Like, I want us as, as a collective of women. And listen, it was a very diverse crowd. But I, for the majority, a lot of women, I just want to make sure that everybody's safe and having a good time. I will say the coolest thing was in Nashville, we just had so much fucking fun. Those shows were so unbelievable. And, um, and, and, and one of the, the girls who ran the club, she's like, Heather, I haven't seen this amount of women coming out to comedy shows in a long time. And it felt very empowering. And I felt like I was doing my job and I was like, fuck yes, we are putting the power back in our own hands. We're getting out there. We're supporting each other. So thank you to everybody who came out. Thank you for bringing your husbands too. I love when I get a straight dude. who's just like, I fucking love the podcast girl. I'm like, yes. Truly, I get a little tickle in my tank because I'm like, yes, we're converting them. You know what I mean? But anyways, that's just my one rant about the absolute nods of just, wow, I wanted to make sure people were safe. Literally, this woman in Charleston blacked out, fell down the stairs, fell into the bush, a la like Countess de Lesseps in Mexico. And she popped back up. The cops went to arrest her and she literally had her jewel like in her hand while she was getting arrested and was like, smoke me out, Carol, smoke me out. I mean, these bitches were fucking wild. Oh, in Huntsville, let's talk about Huntsville. Opening night, it was so much fucking fun. This girl, Annabelle, Annabelle lost her fucking toe. You heard me, toe, gone, in a car accident, didn't ask questions. She came to the meet and greet, was dressed in like the cutest little white mini skirt, awesome top, such a pretty girl. And she showed up on one of those scooters, like, you know, where you like lean on, you you put your knee on one of them. It's like a razor scooter with a little ledge for your leg. So she she go, comes to get on the stage and security goes to like help her up on the stage. And she's like, no, no, no. She literally like rolls onto the stage and she's like, hey, I'm Annabelle. I lost my toe in a car accident. Will you make fun of it on stage? I'm like, fuck, yes, I will. And she was so funny. And she basically was like, I wasn't supposed to get out of the hospital, but I came against doctor's orders like three days early, missing my toe to come to the show. And I was like, that's dedication. I am here for this. Hell yes. 
live your truth. I'm so here for it. It was just rowdy. It was rowdy and it was so much fun to be on stage and I just had the best time. And oh my God, Charlotte, let's talk about Charlotte. Charlotte was one of those shows where I just, I literally had the time of my fucking life. What an audience, what a crowd. You guys just killed it. I was dying. I'll tell you an absolutely not West Palm. There were about 12 women on the front row who just kept lining up their white claws. And this one woman who's like three rows behind them brought her wasted husband. He was wasted at five o'clock at the meet and greet. And I knew we were in for trouble. And this guy just kept yelling things like I do bits. You know, I talk about my dad and, and in a really humorous way. And this guy at one point just yelled, oh, shit, her dad's fucking dead. And I was like, kill me now, Lord, kill me now white claws y'all need to be declawed that's all i'm saying in west palm okay and the club we performed at was at the corner of like rape and regret it was like in this it wasn't like west palm like by the breakers it was like by a band like cash checked place do you know what i'm saying it was a situation that was a fucking absolutely not after that show chris and i literally were like we need to go have a glass of wine and just like if i have to hear the word white claw one more time i'm gonna literally gouge my own eyes out but thanks for coming to the show. <laughs> that one was tough. It was really another level of like, you know, and I'm learning. I'm learning because I come from comedy clubs. So playing some of these bigger theaters, it's interesting. It's like, you know, we're, we're it's an ebb and a flow. And we're figuring out which spaces we like best and what works best for the crowd. But it was wild. These women were so wasted. And I was like, damn, it is hard to do my job right now. When I got to fight through this woman and her husband arguing about getting a divorce on the third round. So my only PSA is if you're coming to a comedy show, please don't shit yourself or vomit. Please bring a buddy, you know, have a good time and have some drinks. But I don't want to have to worry about you, whether or not we're gonna have to give you CPR. That's all I'm saying. OK, OK. So, yeah, I moved myself up to a fancier hotel. I have no if and buts about it. You know, road life is hard. It's the fucking Oregon Trail. We get to a point where you either eat or sleep. So most days I just wanted to sleep. I didn't lose weight on this trip because I would basically intermittent fast till I got to the venue and then I'd scarf down like fully loaded nachos at like the comedy zone in Charlotte. And then I'd have some reflux, have two glasses of Chardonnay. And then you get off stage and your adrenaline's pumping and you, you know, it's like, it's like play, running a fucking marathon. You know, you don't want to eat right away, but then 2 a.m. would hit, I'd be starving and I'd go to Wendy's. So I haven't seen a salad, a green juice. I mean, y'all brought me green juices on the road, which I chugged down, but I just need a fucking broccoli rob. You know what I mean? I need a zucchini, lightly grilled, I just need wellness in my life. And honestly, I'm like sitting in this hotel, staring out to Alcatraz. I have the most beautiful view. And honestly, a little, a little staycation at Alcatraz sounds kind of nice. Look, I'm to the point where I don't even want to hear myself talk. You know what I mean? We're doing this podcast, but really and truly, mama just needs to rest her voice. But we're doing it. Man, the road was wild, y'all. The road was wild. There was one point where, you know, I've known Chris forever and he's such a good friend of mine. And it's so cool that he's producing on Broadway and has now been able to help me produce my tour and and come on the road with me. But we were so simpatico and we're just so such in a flow. He would he would look at me and just like sh shovel food in my mouth. He would literally have like a cracker with homemade pimento cheese and be like, just eat it. You need it. And there were moments where I was so tired and so exhausted, but so elated. I didn't know if I wanted to throw up. 
if I wanted to cry, if I needed to pee, if I needed to, you know, go to an ATM and just get cash out and like wipe my tears away. I didn't know what to do because the turnarounds were so quick. It's not like we slept in, you know, you get you get out of the comedy club at 2 a.m. You go to your hotel room. Your brain can't turn off till about three. And then you get up at six because you got to fly to the next city. So it was a lot. The road is intense and, and, you know, but you love being on the road because you love performing and being in these clubs is so much fun in these theaters. And, it, you know, I'm totally blessed, but damn it, this was, this was tight. This was a tight turnaround. And in all fairness to like my agents, they were like, well, we'll do, this is a test. We're going to see how you do in this, these particular markets. And what do you know? We sold it the fuck out. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you to each and every one of you. But yeah, it nearly killed me. And that's why I had a sweet Thai woman named Sonia give me a Thai massage today and, and basically beat the pussy up. Not really. I, you know, I went to a legit place. Shout out to Siam Thai Orchid Massage in San Francisco. If you've never had a Thai massage, like if I don't leave a massage bruised and verbally abused, then it's not worth it. You know what I mean? I don't fuck with Swedish. I need a deep tissue. I need a woman holding on to the roof of the room while she puts her Achilles heel into my sciatic nerve. You know what I mean? I like it rough and raw, WWE style, okay? I want you to put me in a chokehold while somehow rubbing out my neck at the same time. Do you know what I'm saying? And damn it, if I didn't find that, with my girl, Sonia. So if you're in San Francisco, check out Siam Thai Orchid Massage. She was amazing. And I exchanged numbers with her and she's going to come to my apartment in New York because, you know, I just am really trustworthy. <laughs> I just trust everyone. I'm like, it's fine. Oh, you want my number? Yeah, sure. You're going to kill me one day? Probably, but it's fine. <sighs> Fuck me up. Anyways, um... But you know what? I have no regrets about getting this fancy hotel room because I deserve this. I deserve a good thread count, a hot shower. I just, all I wanted to do was turn my brain off and I've got a lot of shit going on. I'm going to Old Navy tomorrow, guys. I'm so excited. I'm talking to their corporate headquarters for like their annual meeting and Old Navy is finally listening. They know that I have been legit their biggest fan forever. So we're doing it. I mean, y'all called it. Y'all said this was your year, Heather. We're doing it. We're full steam ahead. Absolutely fucking yes. I am so thrilled from the bottom of my heart, from the tip of my tibia, from the the top of my clit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the support. And, um, and we're going to make it happen. We're doing it. I'm going to take your calls here in just a second. But um, another absolutely not, y'all, is San Francisco in general. First of all, everyone was like, you can't call it San Fran. I'm like, okay, my bad. People come to Atlanta and call it Hotlanta all the time. And I don't get mad at them because guess what? It's fucking hot. They're like, you don't call it San Fran, call it SF. Okay, my tongue is fucking swollen because I've been talking for two and a half weeks straight. So like I have a, like a little bit of a lateral lift. You know what I mean? So I can't say SF. I have to overpronounce it, which makes me look like a fucking ding dong. Somebody was like, don't call it Frisco, which I would never. I just wanted to call it San Fran, but apparently you can't do that. So I have to say the whole thing. I'm in San Francisco. Okay. Are you happy? Karen, are you fucking happy? I hope you are. Um, on my way back from my massage night, though, a man barked at me a la DMX, like, ooh, ooh, like X gonna give it to you. And he was like, you're beautiful. 
I love you. Happy birthday. Like clearly cracked out of his mind. So I said, I love you back. But then he like got very close to me. You know, I live in New York. I deal with rats, squirrels all the time. I know how to deal with this, but it was just like, fuck. Everyone warned me that like, Heather, there's homeless. And listen, I get it. These guys have to have somewhere to live, but it's really out of control because the, the open drug use is wild. My friends that live here were like, Heather, you will see someone shit on the street, a human shit on the street, and you will see people shoot up. And I, I literally saw that today. I saw someone literally smoking crack and then he barked at me. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the mayor's doing, but it's, I think it's a little bit of a shit show. And the fact that y'all have in San Francisco an app that helps you trace the human feces around the city is fucking alarming. Absolutely not. Are you insane? Listen, and I'm not on a soapbox telling you that I know how to fix it, but I'm concerned. People just pooping, pooping in the park. We got a triple P, people pooping in parks. No, imagine, listen, San Francisco, when the bubonic plague comes back, it's your fault. Because guess what? Human feces can carry diseases. The bubonic plague started because of that and the rats. And guess what? I know San Francisco has rats. So all you need is a rat to take a little bite bite of somebody who pooped in a park. And you guys have a World War fucking seven on your hands. Hate to be all doomsday preppers, doom and gloom, but facts are facts, Sheila. You know what I'm saying? My girlfriend pays an absorbent amount like to live in her building. She's like, Heather, I don't even want to tell you. It's like triple what you pay in New York because San Francisco is the most expensive city in New York. And don't get me wrong. San Francisco is absolutely beautiful. But she said she walked out to walk her dog the other morning and she literally slipped in human shit. And the doorman was like, yep, yep, that that's Ronnie, the guy who lives on the corner. And he just took a dump. He took a dump in front of their building and she slipped in it. And she was like, I'm done. I'm going to set the city on fire. I can't. And I'm like, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You pay $6,000 a month for a one bedroom apartment and you're hanging out in somebody's dookie. No, that's an absolutely not. And again, not claiming to be the Peace Corps or, you know, I don't know the health department and know what's up, but how do we fix it? You know what I'm saying? know why they don't just hang out by the water and just pop in and pop out that's what I do at the beach I mean I don't shit in the ocean but I you know you run in you're like hey I'm just gonna like you know I'm gonna pop in real quick and then you know you pee I don't know I probably sound like an idiot but if somebody from the CDC in Atlanta wants to come out here and maybe figure a couple things out I'm sure the the people (laughs) the people of San Fran would really appreciate it. Shit's wild, y'all. Shit is wild. Um, Also, we're going to get to the voicemails, but a woman in Oxford at the show in Oxford, which, side note, it was so amazing to be back at my alma mater. It was so much fun to be in Oxford. It was so nostalgic. I just had the best fucking time. But again, another crowd that was fucking lit to high heaven was the Oxford, Mississippi crowd. This woman literally grabbed me with her claws in the middle of like crowd work. And she was like, I've called the voicemail 67,000 times and you haven't answered my goddamn voicemail. I saw the fear of God in her eyes and mine. My soul left my body. It turned around, looked back at me. and It was like, run, bitch, run. I was terrified. I was like, ma'am, I'm going to call 911. I'm going to need you to get your hands off me. Also, we'll look for your voicemail. So if you're listening, I am so sorry. We have not gotten to your voicemail. I literally get thousands of voicemails 
So bear with me. I'm getting to them as I can. Take a chill pill. Oh God, I don't even really know what to do with myself right now. Like I haven't been able to sleep in because I've been waking up every morning for the last two mornings, like panicked, like it's 6 a.m. I got to go somewhere. It's really weird to be in that kind of Navy SEAL mode where you're just like chugging along to then be like, oh, I can like stop and actually eat lunch. Like I just panic. I wolf down my food as if I'm about to catch a flight. And literally Jeff yesterday was like, you need to slow down. Like you're going to make yourself sick. I was like, Jeff, I just, my body is still in like fight or flight panic. Also, we are going to add about 20 more tour dates um, by the end of the year. So stay tuned. It's coming in. I think we're going to announce next week or in two weeks. We're trying to secure the locations. And if I haven't announced a city near you, it's not because I don't want to come there. We are still doing a lot of test markets. Also, this is how this shit works. Because I had a woman send me the craziest message. She's like, I cannot believe you're not coming to Boise. I'd love to come to Boise. But what happens is my agents go to different like buyers for comedy clubs and theaters. And they're like, hey, do you want our girl? Do these nights work out? I'm competing with like every other comic out there. You know what I'm saying? So just because I haven't announced your city just yet does not mean it's not on the agenda through like spring of 2020. We just are trying to nail down the date. So you gotta be here with me, Karen. Okay. Love and friggin' light. All right, let's get to the absolutely not line. As always, you guys can call in. I want to hear what makes you tick, what makes you tickle. We're going to break down all the things. Thank you for listening to my absolutely nots. I made it off the Oregon Trail. Now let's get to our first caller. Here we go. Heather, your voicemail is way too short. Absolutely not friendships that cut you out because they don't know how to deal with a problem. She just cut me out without actually talking about the problem. What the fuck? Okay, bye. Loved this uh, short and concise, absolutely not. Oh, girl, I hear you. Yeah, that's fucked up. So you're telling me that your friend, and I don't need all the details clearly because you got right to it, but you're telling me you basically, your friend cut you off and cut you out and wouldn't discuss things. I'll tell you right now. You know what I don't do? I don't throw people away. I have gotten in arguments with friends and I'm still hurt that I'm not talking to two of my friends right now. You know, and sometimes you need to take timeouts. But I've really had to learn to like have a backbone about situations and like put my foot down and be like, I'm not going to allow this person to like walk all over me. But yeah, when people can't communicate and have a conversation, it's really fucking nuts. It's 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 annoying and it's frustrating. And but here's the thing, girl, um, you're just going to have to let them come to it on their own and their own time. I mean, it's their loss. It's their loss. You know what I mean? You're willing to talk it out and they don't. Absolutely friggin not. You know, it's an absolute yes. Communication. Sisterhood. You know, let's go down to La Cologne, get a coffee, get an oat milk draft and sit and have an A to B conversation about what's going on. The biggest thing to me is when people cannot admit that they're wrong. And my thing is like agree to disagree, right? Like I will always say that you don't have to agree with me, but can we both admit that like neither of us are right in this situation? God, there's somebody in my life who I, I'm not speaking to. And it's very hard because it, this person's very important to somebody that I love, but it's like they just will never say sorry and never admit what they're wrong. And it's it's wild. Like I can swallow my pride and deal with it, but it is fucking nuts when you see like a grown ass adult who can't be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to be nice. It's fucking wild. It's really, really wild. But you know, you got to stand your ground. So just stand your ground, continue to do what you're doing. And hopefully they'll come around. 
you know, if you feel compelled girlfriend, send them an email and just write it all down and get it in writing and just send it off. But if they don't have the balls or the gumption to like make it right, then fuck them. Bye. It's sad, but sometimes you got to give those people tough love back. You really do. Sorry about it. I said it. I said it. You know, I've been talking about it for a while and I'm not going to shut up about it because Thrive Market has been changing my life. What are you talking about, Heather? Well, it's the best online retail shop to get all of your organic, kosher, keto, paleo, you know, Cheerio needs for literally literally 20 to 50% off below traditional retail prices. That's right. You can shop at thrivemarket.com backslash absolutely not. And you can literally stock up on some of the best things that you would ever need. You know, if you're already shopping at a place that's got everything you can imagine, the variety is insane. All you have to do is go on their website and type in like gluten-free or um, paleo or nut-free, whatever you, you need You just type it in and it's already going to be 25 to 50% off traditional retail values. Not only do they send it directly to your door, but guess what? All of their packaging is recycled and it's with zero waste. That's right, 100% zero waste. Here's the deal. I even love their sustainable and eco-friendly home cleaning products. Literally, there's no parabens, no synthetic dyes, nothing that's going to give me the itchies. Because you're listening to the Absolutely Not podcast, you can go to thrivemarket.com backslash absolutely not and get an additional 25% off your first order plus a free 30-day trial. That's right. You're getting quadruple the savings. If you want to get 25% off your first order plus a free 30-day trial, just go to thrivemarket.com backslash absolutely not and you will get an extra 25% off your first order plus a free 30-day trial. Remember, Thrive Market prices are already 25 to 50% off. Run, do not walk to try this. Listen, I'm telling you anything you can imagine, healthy snacks, stuff for your kitchen, baby needs, They've got it at thrivemarket.com. Check it out, thrivemarket.com backslash absolutely not. Hey there, Heather McMahon. This is Samuel Malden from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I just want to let you know that you have some heterosexual male representation out here. You always say, yeah, that's my first thing. First of all, you're my absolutely not because you always say, oh, it's all about I have all these gay fans or these women fans, but you've got heterosexual frat boys too, okay? That's the first thing I want to say. Second thing I want to say to you is, this is my real absolutely not, is that, you know, I'm I'm kind of a little cold this week. You know, I'm just feeling a little bit under the weather, you know. And in Chattanooga right now, it's not very cold just yet. It's still pretty piping. It's cold in the mornings, you know. So I've been wearing a little hoodie to school, to class. And if I had a dollar for every single person who's told me to take off the hoodie, oh, it's too hot to be wearing a hoodie, this, that, and the other, I could have come to one of your shows, which would have been a dream. But I just want to know, am I being crazy? Am I being too petty? Like, maybe I am crazy for wearing a hoodie. I don't think I am because, I mean, it's my life. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to live my truth. Um, Let me know what you think. Um, Again, you've got some heterosexual fans out here. Whenever you make it big, I'm going to bring all me and my frat boyfriends to go see your your stuff. Love you. Wow. Wow, Samuel Malden. One, thank you for um, that representation right there. The way you said heterosexual male was hysterical and I live for it. I love a frat daddy. I love diversifying the portfolio, if you will. So thanks for calling me on my absolutely not. And you know what? 
Absolutely fucking yes to um, showing up and showing out. Wow. Look at us. Bridging the gap between, I don't know, straight white men and and comedy, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Everything about you, Sam, I'm just really into. OK, so you're absolutely not is that you've had a little cult, a little tickle in the back of your throat and you've been wearing a hoodie. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say absolutely not to that. OK, well, yes, here's the deal. Two parts. One, live your truth. If you're cold, you're cold. But are you really cold? You know what I'm saying? Or are you wearing it like a wrestler trying to sweat it out? If that's the case, then people are probably concerned because you you probably look like you've just been sitting in a fucking sauna and maybe there's a little odor behind that. But if you're actually genuinely cold, then you need to tell people, you need to say, hey, mom, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Whereas my mom is always cold because she has no body fat, which is a thing that I don't really connect to or understand. My mom could be on the seventh layer of the sun and she'd need a sweater everywhere we go. And you know, when like when when somebody who's always cold, just I think it's almost like placebo effect or if they just say that they're cold enough, they get cold. I'm always hot. I run hot. I run hot in Antarctica. I run hot during a summer solstice in Reykjavik, Iceland. Like I'm always running the fuck hot. So even the only time I ever get chilly is um, really honestly after I've worked out and then you come out and then the sweat dries on you and then you get chilly. But here's the thing, Samuel, I don't know what your size is. I don't know if you're a tall gentleman. If you want to wear a hoodie and somebody gives you a hard time about it, just knock them in the donkey teeth. No, I'm kidding. Don't. That's aggressive. And and I don't want to promote toxic masculinity. <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I've never been chilly a day in my life. Although I will say San Francisco does have a little bit of a breeze, if you will. I'm not holding my hat on and clenching my vagina. You know what I mean? Afraid I'm going to blow away. Chattanooga is a hot town. So I think you're kind of up shit's creek without a paddle. But if you want to wear a hoodie, just make sure you don't look like a creepy guy who's about to like go blow up the school. You know what I mean? You said you were going to school. So maybe take off the hood when you're walking in and just don't be a creeper. Make sure that everybody else knows that they're in a safe space. And that's important. Okay. Thanks for calling. Let's get to our next voicemail. Hey, Heather. It is Emma Murray. Um, I'm calling you from Italy right now. My I've had a few drinks. I'm a little giggly. Uh, my question doesn't have to do with Italy. We, we've just <laughs> reminded ourselves again, but um, absolutely not. Who, who did Mindy Kaling have her baby with? Okay. That is my absolutely not. We are here waiting every day to find out who is your baby daddy, Mindy Kaling? And here I am sitting in Sorrento, Italy, waiting again. Absolutely not. I respect the hell out of Mindy Kaling, but like, please just let me know who you conceived with or whose sperm you conceived with. Um, love you, girl. Bye. Um, 
Okay, I believe your name is Emma. Emma, this just tickled me pink. I was going through these voicemails. I was like, I don't know why this just made me laugh so hard. One, because you're on vacation and you're wasted. And I love that you're living your truth in Italy. But two, like the tone of your voice, I just did not think that you, the question you were about to ask was going to be what came out of your mouth. I too wonder who Mindy Kaling's baby daddy is. I love that this is ruining your vacation. I love that you've invested so much time and effort in this and that you just are sitting around being like, I'm you're pissed because you feel like she's family. And I get it. I'm a huge fan. I want to know as well. Over under, if it's BJ Novak, I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go with an over. I don't know why. I have a feeling they had a love child. I want them to end up together. I know they're buddies, but I know that they used to fuck. So I'm going to go with BJ Novak, but it could also be like, maybe like a Blake Griffin. Is it Griffith or Griffin? You know, that hot, basketball player. He loves funny women. I feel like he fucks a lot of comedians. It could be him too. Just throwing that out there. Or maybe, maybe John Mayer. Ooh, yes, it could be John Mayer. Because you know what? I feel like Mindy, Mindy and him, because you know, John dabbles in the comedy world. I'm I'm going to go with either of those three guys. Um, Those are the top of my list. But I am just so thrilled that you sit around and worry about the exact same fucking things that I sit around and worry about. Because I do, I get deep in thought. You know, when, when Jessica Simpson was pregnant, I really used to say out loud, I'm worried when is the baby coming? You know what I mean? I would wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night because I just felt like, you know, I couldn't help her. So I hear you. I hope you're having a great time in Sorrento. Thank you for that call. Absolutely not, Mindy. Why are you hiding? You know who else? We don't know who's baby daddy. January Jones. She's got like a 25-year-old. No idea who the dad is. None of our business. Is any of this our business? Absolutely fucking not. Does it keep me up at night? You bet your ass it does. Why? Because I'm nosy. Let's get to the next call. Thanks for calling, Emma. Hi, Heather. It's Sarah Patterson. We go way back. But um, I have an absolutely not for you, or maybe an absolute yes. I'm not sure. Every day I pass this sign on the way home from work. I'm sitting in traffic, and um, it is a place called Bangkok Deep. And I'm not sure if it's a restaurant or a massage parlor. I haven't uh, gotten off the freeway to investigate because I'm a little frightened. But... It's crazy to me that somebody would name a location Bangkok Deep. Do they not know? Is it getting lost in translation? It's definitely getting lost in translation. But do they know it's getting lost in translation? Um, Anyway, absolutely not or absolutely yes. Could be both all at the same damn time. But uh, love you. So proud of you. And uh, you crack me up and make my drive to work amazing. Bye. Oh, Sarah Patterson, my OG girl, she and I used to wait tables together at this place called Stout in New York. It was my first restaurant job. And um, we used to have to wear these black skirts and and black tights and like Crocs, but like fancy Crocs and these button down shirts. I had never been thinner in my life because I used to have to run up and down like six flights of stairs with 35,000 beers on a, whatchamacallit, a tray. And those were the days. And Sarah, when I first met her, was a huge cunt. And then I broke her down and we became good friends. Sarah, great to hear your voice. Wow, Bangkok deep. Um, Sarah, if correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure you're back in Texas. And I'll tell you what, a lot of roadside stops in Texas, whether you're in the heart of Dallas and Highland Park or out there and, you know, heading towards El Paso. 
Bangkok Deep is, uh, I love a pun. I love a play on words. So it's an absolutely yes for me, whether or not it's a buffet or it's a massage parlor or if it's a furniture store. You know what I mean? I'm into it. I love uh, when when you have to think twice about something, really and truly, whatever they're doing, their marketing team's on point. You know, it could be a children's like Kumon Learning Center. You know what I mean? Maybe it's Bangkok Deep Math Leets. You never know what I suggest you do. What I suggest you do is pull over, go with the buddy, make sure you're safe. Make sure you have maybe get walkie talkies. One goes in, one stays in the car. You know, I don't know. I think you need to investigate because at this point it's going to keep you up at night the way it's kept. Whether or not Mindy Kaling, you know, who's her dad, baby daddy. Um, I think you need to investigate. Wow. Investigate Bangkok deep, you know. God, you know what's been crazy being out on the road and like we're driving through all these rural towns is just the amount of just blatant, blatant little nook and crannies that say like pound town adult store and it's just truck drivers. Guys, I'm throwing this out there. I'm just throwing this out there. Like obviously the cops know what goes on there, right? Because I never saw cops at any of these places. How are they legal? Like the adult store is one thing, but so many of these quote unquote gentlemen's clubs would be like smooth, silky panties. And you're like off highway nine, what? And the photos, my God, the photos that they put on the billboards is always like of a hot young guest model, but we know the women inside and no hate, no shade to them making a dollar. But we know it's not, it's not Anna Nicole. It's more of a Tila tequila inside. You know what I'm saying? Sarah, the only way you're going to find out an answer is if you absolutely yes it and grab life by the balls and go figure it out. Or somebody else might grab you by the balls there. So just uh, food for thought. I say you go check it out and see where the day takes you. Hell, you might end up having a great day. All right, let's get to our next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Elizabeth. Longtime fan. I'm obsessed with you. Um, Just had the best absolutely not of my life. Um, Was supposed to go on a first date with a lawyer who came from DC to New York to come on a date and then informed me that instead of coming downtown where I live, Battery Park, he would like if I wanted to come uptown to his hotel in Times Square because he got a $30 credit at the hotel, restaurant, and bar. And that is an absolutely fucking not. So if you could address your feelings on that, that would be great. Thanks, Heather. Love you. Bye. Holy fucking shit. Elizabeth, I am unwell. I am shooketh. This is one of the worst absolutely nots I've ever heard of in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an example of the shit you guys need to be calling in with. Hold on. Let's rewind a minute. So this guy told you he's coming up taking the train from DC. So you're like, he's coming. He's literally choo-choo-chooing along. You know, anybody who's going to be willing to go the distance, you're probably thinking in your mind, this is going to be amazing. It's going to work out. One, he's not coming directly to you. Two, he's staying in Times Square. Three, he had a $30 credit. That's an absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt not Wow. Please, please tell me you deleted his number as soon as you got that text. I would delete him. I'd call the authorities. I'd say, arrest this man for being the worst. Even if he had a $30 credit, let's just throw this out there. Even if he had the $30 credit, he shouldn't have told you. 
even if he was a cheap motherfucker, he should have been like, hey, come on up to my hotel. I, I ordered this amazing bottle of wine. I'd love for you to come up and then I'll take you somewhere from there. You would think. And then he would just throw the coupon in with the check. A $30 credit? Sir, it's New York. Do you know what you can get in Times Square for $30? One shrimp at Bubba Gump. One. Not a packet, not a basket. One shrimp. Uno prawn. Not even a side of horseradish. Or cocktail sauce. Or a nice aioli. One prawn. You son of a bitch. I don't even have words like I'm I'm angry. I'm mad. My bowels are in an uproar. I just don't understand what the fuck this guy's problem is. Is he just a fucking idiot? He's an idiot, right? I mean, that's just what he has to be. He has to be a fucking idiot. Wow. And here's the thing. D.C. usually has pretty decent guys because they're all like, I mean, they're skeezy, but they're power players. They're either in politics or finance or something like that. So they're like kind of work hard, play hard. But the fact that that guy was that blatantly cheap is disgusting and absolutely fucking not. You deserve better. You're also living your best life in Battery Park City and you need to stay downtown. I'm a downtown girl. You stay down there. And anybody who has to come in on the train and go through Penn Station, you need to never speak to again. Absolutely fucking not. Goodbye, sir. We'll see ya. Hey, Heather, this is Jacqueline from Atlanta. Just calling about my latest, absolutely not. Um, get on Facebook. And you know how everyone has those Facebook stories these days. Well, one friend of mine from college we haven't talked in years. She's on there venting about how bad her day is going with her toddler, all this stuff. Talks about how her daughter walks through the kitchen, rips her diaper off, squats down, and takes a fucking shit in the kitchen floor. Then walks over to the pile of said steaming shit and zooms in on it. I'm sorry, that is not what I want to fucking see at 9 a.m. having my coffee. Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. I don't know why this one has me in tears laughing. It's just the conviction. Jacqueline, I believe that was your name in your voice of just how pissed you were because I see it. I see it all. Like, listen, I'm clearly an oversharer, but you tune into the Instagram. But I will say I got a Facebook because I simply it's just like my mom's friends harassing me. But the fact that you get up in the morning and a you still log into Facebook and then b a mom is sharing how her kid took a shit and it made you so angry. I know I can tell from your voice you don't have children. I don't have children either. I can't relate. And I know I, I guarantee a group of moms who are listening are going to be like, no, this is what we need. This this keeps us accountable. This keeps us like without wanting to lose our fucking minds. Like we need these stories. But I agree. It's jarring. It's jarring. And I don't know why. I think it's more of an absolute yes to me because I can hear the actual pure, unfiltered, unaltered just anger in your voice where you're like I can't I don't you speak what you said speaks to a generation of women who are just like it's too much and and then what pisses me off is when women share these stories and they put them out on Instagram about their kids just shitting all over the place and then they get mad at you when you're like you know what I think I'm gonna wait to have kids and they're like really honestly Brayden Brayden and Jaden are the best things I ever did and you're like really clear because yesterday you did a 45 minute diatribe on Facebook that your mother-in-law could see about how deadbeat of a husband you have and how your baby shit all over the house I understand it's venting but I think this is just like a two-part situation here because the the anger in your voice came from such a guttural hysterical place and then the fact that Brayden and Jaden are pooping all over the place and then Claire gets mad when you're like I don't want children is an absolute not. <laughs> This made me laugh 
so, so hard. Oh my God, dying. That was the funniest shit ever. Listen, this is what I need. These are the absolute nods I need. I love you guys. And I just want to say for the record, I'm not trying to tell you what you can call in with, but the amount of people that call in with traffic situations is alarming. You guys, you guys, traffic, I don't want to talk about it. I literally had a woman at the meet and greet. I'm not even kidding you. She, this is like a moment where we're like supposed to meet and I want to connect with you and like figure out who you are and how we talked before on Instagram and all these things. She was like, the traffic in Atlanta is real bad, isn't it? And I was just like, we're talking about traffic. This woman was bringing up traffic. And I, and in a moment I wanted to be like, oh, let's not talk about traffic. But I realized that, and I don't know, maybe she was nervous or whatever, but this woman literally wanted to have a full blown conversation about traffic. And I, and I got stressed the fuck out for her. I was like, we can have a better conversation than this. So y'all do me a favor. If you've called in about traffic, I clearly don't play them, but let's talk about real things. Like you getting online and seeing some girl you went to high school with named Claire talking about how her baby shit in the middle of the kitchen. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Disney adults. I want to talk about pyramid schemes. I want to talk about Karen's. I want to talk about at least airplane travel. You saw somebody take a shit in the middle of the aisle. We got to discuss it. You want to know why? Because I'm running for mayor of San Francisco. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have a residence here. I'm basically staying in the Fairmont Hotel for a couple of days, but I will be running for mayor of San Francisco. If they can't figure out the problem with the human shit and the heroin, I will figure it out. Why? Because I'm determined. Because I'm a lady. I am, I am, I am you know, I'm, I'm three steps ahead of the game and I'm going to figure it out. Because God put me on this earth to be a problem solver. So I'm going to go down to Haight-Ashbury tomorrow, talk to a couple of hippies, figure out if they have any essential oils that we can spread around town that'll maybe, you know, defer the, um, the folks from pooping in the streets because it's one step at a time. It's one foot in front of the other. I survived the Oregon Trail and I'm here sitting in this nice ass, bougie ass hotel, trying to fix America, one human pooper at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot thank you enough from the bottom of my heart for coming out to the shows. If you have any absolutely nots from the tour, if you saw something I really want next week's episode, I want to be able to get into those. So if you're hearing this now, if you came out to the tour and you saw something crazy in line, in the audience, there's so much shit I'm barely even like, scratching the surface of because I swear to God, I'm going to do an entire, an entire like new set of stand up just like roasting the people who came out to these shows. But if you saw something and it's honest and true, I want you to call into the podcast next week so we can discuss it because these stories are making me just LOL all the way to the damn Golden Gate Bridge. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, click, subscribe, download, share with your friends. Thank you for keeping us in the top 100. Thank you for calling into the absolutely not line. Y'all make Every day above ground, a great day. I'm not ready to go. Knock on wood. I'm not ready to make nice. I'm not ready to back down. I'm just not until I get that old Navy commercial. And then like maybe I'll take a nap for a while. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, on, I'm still on adrenaline. And damn it, if I, I got to fight dysentery from the Oregon Trail and I got to fight the mean streets of San Francisco and I'm here to do it this week. Call into the hotline. As always, click subscribe, download. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will talk to you guys next week. As always, be nice to your neighbor. I'm kidding. I don't give a shit. I mean, no, be nice to people. I tried to give like an Ellen send off, but as always, just don't be a douche. Signing off. Talk to you next week. Love ya. Bye.
Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.